0: All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Crypto 101 podcast, where it is crypto time. We are excited to be diving in to some exciting new project that we're actually joined by the CEO and the co-founder of Vera, uh, Dennis Lamb. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bryce. Um, I'm super stoked to be here today. Let's get started. Let's go ahead and dive in. Pizza Mind, how are you doing over there? Good sir,
1: my notorious
0: compadre.
1: I'm really excited. This is one that uh, we've been waiting for for quite a while, ever since I ran into uh, Vera over in Miami a couple conferences ago. And to me, they were the big standout amongst all the other projects I saw based off of what they were doing, how they were doing it, And also just a little something in my gut said, you need to pay attention to these guys. So we're going to find out who these guys are right now and what they're up to. You know, Peace, the first time that I heard about Vera was
0: actually from you. And it was a couple months ago when you were coming back from that conference. And we were both, you know, spitballing ideas of what we thought kind of the future was going. We're like, you know, what are going to be some new trends? And I said, why has nobody married NFTs and DeFi? Why hasn't it happened yet? And you're like, dude, I just met a team that does that. You got to learn about them. And so that's why we brought on Dennis, because they are doing just that. They are taking NFTs, which is, you know, just about the hottest sort of trend in crypto right now. And they're uh, they're, they're kind of bringing, you know, DeFi and, and borrow and lend and mortgage capabilities to your NFTs, ways for you to, you know, kind of leverage your NFTs. But anyhow, we're going to hear it from from the man himself. Uh, but Dennis, does that all sound accurate? Are we going to dive into just that?
2: No, well, we can. But, you know, to be honest, I think that what we're doing here is 100 times more exciting. And that's why we're here to share all this information with you, your community. Um, and in a way, hopefully that everyday people can understand the value of this, right? I know, you know, the technical stuff, even all the lending and deep, I can get overwhelming for some folks out there. But, you know, I really think what we're um, working with, with our ecosystem partner is a holy grail that can really disrupt so many things in the upcoming 10 years for the next trillion dollar industry. Wow, I love it.
0: Before we even dive into, into that, let's let's take a step back and, and get ourselves acquainted with with who you are. Um, So our audience could know. And and we're just curious, like, what were you doing really before you dove in full time to the crypto industry? And what was it about the crypto
2: industry that really attracted you to it? Absolutely. So, you know, for myself, um, I'm born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area here in the heart of Silicon Valley. You know, I went to Cal, you guys into uh, football whatnot. We got a pretty popular football team. But, you know, I was an engineer there, right? And what I worked on prior to getting in crypto in 2017 was I was more of a full stack product engineer or product manager, meaning what I do is I'm usually the guy to understand the technical things, but I had to communicate what customers want, what the market and the business side wants to the really smart people who are coding everything, the engineers, right? So I've worked on several startups um, in the Silicon Valley The notable one prior to building Vera and Vera Labs was actually a two-sided marketplace, similar to Uber, but it was in the telehealth, a mental health field. We basically connected patients, to doctors so they can get non-judgmental uh, mental health treatment. And if they need medication, it'll be mailed to their homes, you know, without any judgment. And it's uh, during COVID where everything was kind of shut down, that that business really took off. But regardless, even when that company was doing extremely well, I mean, we were approaching like 100 million in valuation. So things are growing personally, myself, I've been just still so much more excited about crypto and NFT and DeFi, where I left that company to basically start Vera doesn't make sense. So that's kind of my background. And and why is that a lot of people ask? Well, I got started in uh, 2017 in crypto uh, as an enthusiast, just like many of us uh, who are newer in crypto. I went to many events. We didn't have Miamis back then. So, you know, it wasn't (laughs) actually literally small meetups here and there talking to intelligent people what the future is going to be like. And I began also angel investing into many different early stage projects um, with friends, you know, just like how a lot of our friends now are like, investing into say NFTs, right? But back then they were more ICOs, there are different projects. And just building that uh, that those contacts and connections, um, we ended up, um, I met my co-founder at that time, who's now one of my best friends, Michael Arbok. Uh, we together basically started a consulting firm and we ended up getting a lot of projects to work with big companies uh, related to blockchain. So for instance, we got the chance to build blockchain and console for companies like NASA, for uh, for like. Uh, Northern Trust is like the number four bank in the world with 60 trillion assets um, Bitrail Kodak like there's all these early projects we work with but um, when NFT became super hot in more like 2020 around that time um, we got the opportunity to build NFT projects with let's say Anthony Hopkins as the first Hollywood movie NFT right so we start seeing trends in that right we worked with projects related to Dapper Labs you know back then they were doing Topshop and then a lot of people want to do things related to that in sports Field. We did NFTs for like auction houses for collectible cars. So you name it, right? Celebrities. There's a lot of different prices. So we saw the trends of how NFTs getting hotter and hotter before 2021 came. And we're like, okay, NFTs could be the future, but the way their uh, transactions are done between business parties and people is still so web two, so old school, right? I'll give you an example. Like, Sure, you are an actor, you just, uh, you want to sell NFTs, but you're treating it like a merch, right? So, okay, I got a thousand NFTs, uh, they're movies, but you know what? I need to work with third party promoters and marketing agencies help me promote and sell my movie. I don't trust them right they could be from china from india from russia or someone else it doesn't matter who they i don't know so then you still have to go back to do all the legal paperwork and try to figure out who to trust to partner with in your movie deal right even though you're dealing with nfts wouldn't life be a lot easier if whoever says that they believe in your movie or your nft project they just put money where their mouth is say hey i'm going to put down this collateral and then i'm gonna say hey here's my nfts my my merch my 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 movies go do what you want to do with it i give you six months if you sell it you collect whatever you need to do if you can't sell it just return it back to me give me my goods back i'm gonna give you your collateral back it's just that simple and there's no funny business no need to worry about who trusts who right just like bitcoin we can transact money without having to trust the bank or a middleman right so well guess what that's not possible and that's why That's just one of so many examples of why there's so many inefficiencies at the early stages of NFTs that inspired us. You know what? We could actually solve this problem. We just need to build the framework to let anybody be able to do business with NFTs without needing to trust both parties, just like what Bitcoin did for money, right? So that's kind of a premise
1: of how Vera started. And it's an amazing premise because if you think of the metaverses, and several metaverses where you have to design your own house or your own room or your own world. The average person can't do that. So maybe you're going to hire a designer or a programmer to come in and build it for you, but you don't want to give them the private keys to your Solana wallet or your MetaMask. Yes. rather instead, you just put that NFT on the platform. You lend it to them during the course of their work, and then you've still fully retain ownership of it. So it's an amazing thing that you guys are building. Yeah, absolutely. And what you're mentioning is precisely
2: some of the use case where, uh, that we have founders building now on top of our protocol, right? So like, we have a DAO of let's say 100 different architects, really smart people, they built these 3D models and houses you're talking about. And uh, also, we work with game developers, like Sandbox, for example, It's one of the hottest uh, metaverses or Web3 metaverse out there. Um, well, apparently even if you build some game or do some design a house on top of it, you have to own a piece of land. You actually have to own that a sandbox metaverse land in order to deploy and publish it on it. So if you don't have one, Well, you have to buy one and, but then you don't know if your house will be useful or people want it or your game, your building has demand. So why do I want to invest over a hundred grand in some metaverse land just to test out my metaverse app in a sense, right? Might as well rent a piece of land try it out if it works then i'll go buy one right or some people that are just 3d modelers or developers they're not in the commercial real metaverse commercial real estate business they just want to build stuff like what you mentioned so they want to be able to not necessarily only sell but rent their stuff to people who actually own metaverse things and uh, want to develop on it Also fashion, same thing. So apparently there's like Paris Fashion Week going on right now in in Europe and Milan. Well, there's groups of people trying to replicate Fashion Week in Decentraland, for example. And uh, they want to work with real brands like uh, luxury brands and be able to, hey, can I get these uh, IP and uh, clothing designs? Can I rent it out into characters to wear it or just for this Fashion Week on, on the Metaverse? So all of these things, Is what the future is about when it comes down to having these mechanics to enable businesses and revenue streams that is just not possible today with nfts wow i love it there's just so many you know like you just described
0: exciting use cases across industries what would you kind of say has been the most exciting project or application that you've seen developed to date um is there anything that you'd like to you know kind of expand upon
2: well, you mean uh, with regards to being built on top of Vera or what yep. Vera is involved with? Yep, that, that Vera is involved with.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I mean, I, we identified uh, some of the key areas where you know we have a lot of exciting uh, product developments. And one of them is uh, events and ticketing, right? Absolutely. We touch on metaverse and gaming. I'll get to that in a second, uh, a little bit more. But like, for example, there's just so much nfts right now but there's no real utility in it right and so i guess i'll take a step back look the reason why nfts in the first place has value is because of three pillars number one it is because it has uh, a story behind it potentially right so people can relate to them number two it has use uh it has what is it uh what i call collectability you, you want to collect them all right So think of it this way, punks, one of the first NFT had some story behind it, they all have this theme and then you can collect them, right? And the third pillar, which punks didn't really have, but things like Axie and Apes are now working on is usability, right? So you can actually use it for other things, right? Like whether use it to play a game, use it to go to a yacht party, which the punks did, you know, in, in Miami, they, hey, you gotta have an ape in order to go on this boat party, right? Or a concert or an event. So these are three things, right? Because the association allows people, uh, allows the public allows users to basically buy in, right? Collectability gives it resale value. And the third thing, usability, is what gives it engagement. Even after people buy, they continue going back to it, right? Well, the problem with these three areas are, the first one, you have to, right now, to buy in, you have to pay full price. They can't try the experience. They really just have to buy full price, right? Vera solves it by allowing you to not pay full price, right? Financing or rent it if you can't afford it. That allows so opens up so much more market for new people to try a new brand, a new experience. In terms of the second pillar, in terms of resale value and collectability, right now collectability and floor prices is largely depend on FOMO, right? How big the community is, how much you're FOMOing, how many other whales are parking their money in it, um, is Aoki doing it too, that kind of thing. But what Vera does is shifts it away from just FOMO alone to more of usability, utility. And if you can actually generate recurring uh, income with any asset like an NFT, it actually has a base value, so it's not just speculative, right? Like you actually have a value, and people who don't care about the story may even want to buy it as an investment. And number three is usability. Right now, usability for most NFTs is really none or super basic. Or if it needs to be uh, has some usability, it's all manually done, right? Because it's not like automated by smart contract. It's all manual usability. Vera solves that. By making it automatic trustworthy and more importantly you can have as many use complex usability mechanics you want but if you're not using that nft it's not collecting dust in your wallets you're actually making money with it because you can rent it out imagine buying season tickets or having those coachella tickets which they just talked about having empty but you can't go to this year's coachella Well, it's collecting dust imagine you can rent it out to the secondary market right You make money and whoever's behind it might also get royalties. Like this is amazing, right? That's the future. So events and ticketing, very exciting because we believe NFT is gonna totally disrupt events and ticketing. It's just a matter of time. A lot of players are working on it. And Where Vera comes in is all these players can try to try to hunt down brands and make ticketing applications with their IP. But if they really want secondary market sales like, hey, I already have this NFT, it can serve as a ticket. But if I'm not using it, I want to rent it out or whatnot. We're the only solution in town that makes that possible right now. So all of these guys doing primary market ticketing, if they want secondary market ticketing revenue streams on teams, we're the go-to solution right now. Okay. That's number one. In terms of metaverses and gaming, well, we talked a little bit about commercial real estate and the metaverses. So I won't touch about that. But the exciting thing to me also is uh guild and game fire, right? Like you know there's an explosion of games right now, especially, you know, during COVID, a lot of people aren't making the money they want in developing countries or third world countries are suffering. So, Hey, if I'm making 150 bucks a month, I would love to double that to 300 bucks a month and game and, and these guys are actually doing that. Right. But here's the thing that the, the guilds right now are doing all of these completely manually. Uh, people can potentially be scammed. Right. You don't like you, you people are letting people borrow game assets, like completely by, um by trust. Right. So That reminds me of all these Web2 games. I'm a gamer, by the way, but that's another story. I used to play games from Magic Gathering up to now. So I'm a pretty big nerd, all right, when it comes to gaming. But like, I still remember I have some of these really expensive magic cards, but my friend needs it for a deck to play this killer deck. So I had to let them borrow it. It's like $100 a card, right? And I still haven't gotten it back to this far. So you know what? That's terrible that's terrible. Right. I'm actually that hundred bucks is now probably 400 bucks a piece. So like imagine a black Lotus, right? It's like a $500,000 car. Like, Hey, I don't get that back. Right so nfts that will never happen um it it ensures both sides are safe there's protection unless you give away your seed phrase in a discord chat exactly which you don't. we don't have to do it here (laughs) and i think that's the future right and people can be empowered you play to earn or whatever they like to play for fun as well but then it's safe on both sides and um i I don't like to ever have to do these things manually um and i'll say that we're, we're right now, I mean, there's so many things I can't mention all the details to do, NBA's, but like, look, like esports, right? NFT esports are coming. All right. Like one of the things we're talking towards the end of this year is we're going to work with some of these games. We got um, th- you're, you're not talking about random dev shops making games now. You're talking about real gaming people and the people who've been in the gaming industry, Web2, for like, Decades, people like LucasArts, people like EA Sports, they're now looking and coming into the space, right? Because they, they said, I, I have to be part of it. And we're talking to people like that right now, like end of the year, we can maybe do a esports tournament, right? So imagine you got two teams, red team, blue team, they're fighting each other on stage and they have a vault of all these NFTs they can choose from. So it's a fair playing field, it's all pre-selected to, to compete. Well, guess where these NFTs come from? Vera will power the nfts being rented into these vaults to so let them borrow it for this three days during the gaming tournament right and pay yield to whoever owns it so we can we can wow. do something like that yeah wow that that's that's
0: just nuts i mean the future is uh it feels like it's coming quicker and quicker and quicker this feels like it's literally straight out of a science fiction book
2: well believe it or not it's not science fiction my friend <laughs> it's it's like Possible right now to do all these things. It's not the technology that's a blocker. It's the industries and the mm. legal people that needs to catch up and understand what the potential of this technology is now. Yeah. Wow. What are wh- I mean, Pete? Do you have some thoughts
0: here? I mean this this is absolutely crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I guess the, here's a naive question mm. for you, Dennis. Does it matter what blockchain these NFT assets are listed on? or is one just as good as another? Well, yes and no, right? Like Vera, first of all,
2: can support any blockchain uh, where these NFTs are on, and especially the major ones. Um, Currently, though, we're supporting Ethereum, Polygon, BSC, and soon Solana, which are the four biggest NFT markets right now, adding up to about $20 in size, right? Uh, There are other NFT blockchains as well, Um, but the market size is just not as big as these four I talked to you about. So think about this way it's kind of like every blockchain is like a bank, right? And if a lot of customers and users are banking on Bank of America, well, currently in the status quo, your money and assets on Bank of America cannot transfer to Chase or Wells Fargo. They're like a different chain, We call it, right? Uh, in the future, it's possible or not right now. So the NFT ecosystems or apps built on top of which chain uh, can only work with those specific NFTs, right? That's unfortunately a limitation today. We foresee that will change, but it'll take some time, right? So, but we as Vera support all of these chains, right? So that means any of the app developers that want to build their games or metaverses or NFT apps uh, with our features, as long as they're building on these chains that have NFTs uh, or support NFTs as possible. But I do recommend developers to build it on a chain that has a lot of NFT activity, because it's like, if you're building on a chain that has low market size, like say Binance Smart Chain. We all love it because it's low fees, but actually the amount of transactions of NFTs, for example, uh since uh is five million, right? Uh all all-time transactions. So that's very low, right, compared to say 19 billion of of uh, Ethereum or 1 billion in Solana, right? And so that means if you're not, there's not a lot of business, not a lot of developers are attracted to do business on that with that bank because there's not much money to be made. And so you're going to just have stunted innovation, right? So we, we we advise people to work on a big chain and as the technology to allow cross chain, these things improve over the next few years. Then you, there will be probably new solutions to have you also synchronize with other chains as well. So that's just my two cents. But we're agnostic and Vera. We will go where the business is. If there's demand on a brand new chain that exceeds Solana, Hey, we're going to be there, right? So, we're, we want to empower the developers, the founders. That's that's all we what we're about. I love it. And so, we have talked a lot about you know virtual,
0: you know, digitalized NFTs that are kind of native to the the virtual world. But then there's also real world assets that are kind of getting bridged to the blockchain. Will Vera have any intersection with like tokenized property deeds and uh, you know stuff like that?
2: Actually, absolutely. Um, Evera is use case agnostic, meaning as long as the industry or any business is OK to use an NFT to represent any asset, then we are compatible with that NFT, right? And they- You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. example you talked about the real blocker to making that reality is not even our technology it is simply the legal and the financial institutions understanding what nfts are and recognizing it and start using it and making sure it's compliant right but you know it obviously that's not possible today but i see it as it is inevitable because look when ethereum came out it took literally like Five years before it became like a 1 billion in uh, TVL and then and the 6th year one shot up to 100 billion and then banks start like going crazy and think, oh my god, it's more disruptive DeFi is more disruptive than say Bitcoin, right? And even Bitcoin alone, look how many years it take before you know, JP Morgan and others said, okay, maybe we're going to do our own uh, stable point. So I think that uh, NFTs will definitely um, uh, be sooner to be adopted, but right now people are trying to understand what exactly it is. And once, and in fact, we as Vera Labs, and my co-founder, we used to build blockchain related projects for banks and like Northern Trust, And we do understand that in that industry, they're very excited yet anxious about DeFi because they know it's just a matter of time where they can disrupt. They don't know when, you know, legal has to catch up, but it's going to happen. And so that's the reason why They were hiring guys like us to look into and build POCs with blockchain because they want to start innovating in that department as well. So I would say it's just a matter of time for your use case. And I would say it will happen probably outside of the United States first, because we have these draconian security laws and uh, and uncertain guidance on, on what exactly is security or not. But it's already happening in other countries. You know, there are several projects I know where they're looking into creating digital twins as nfts of say clothing apparel right imagine i take a smartphone i scan some designer bag i scan some designer clothing and boom you got nft replica of it on the blockchain to for that exact piece of clothing you know i know guys working on stuff like that i know guys working on um you know taking they're looking into real estate titles, like what you're doing, you know, rental cars, luxury goods, Rolex watches, you know, uh, collectible sneakers. You know, uh, I, I can show you so many use cases of which startup is doing what. And no matter who succeeds or not, if they want a secondary market for these things to be rented
1: out, Vera's
2: here. That,
1: that's oh. what we're doing. Wow, Dennis, that's amazing. All this cool stuff going on with Vera. But I got a couple more questions for you. Uh, One of them is as far as like the lending and borrow rates on the Vera platform, who sets those? Is it you guys or is it every lender gets to decide themselves? And then the, the second half of that question is what does the Vera token do in the ecosystem? Sure.
2: So in our first version of Vera that's coming out right now, because we just launched Mainnet like literally in December, which is really recent. Um, What we're doing is something called peer to peer transactions, right? Whether it's rentals or financing. Peer to peer is similar to Airbnb. You own the asset, you own the NFT, you can list it on our protocol uh, programmatically or through any Marketplace DApp built on top of our protocol, and you set the parameters. Meaning, you set the price, how much you want collateral, and you know if you choose not to have collateral, we have an option for that. So you set everything, not us, right? Just like Airbnb. So in uh, same thing with financing, right? So you want to list something for sale and uh, you can specify, Hey, I want installments paid. Here's how the duration I allow. Here's how much I want to charge more, you know, for, for the service, for the financing, all of that. It's called seller financing. So that's version one in our version two, which we're going to work in development and we'll be launching uh, much later in the year, we will do something called peer to, pool Uh, there are other names for like peer to smart contract peer to bundle but that is more similar to what you guys may understand in DeFi, uh like uh abe compound these guys are doing so in this case the um imagine all these nfts are pulled together in one smart contract so you have a pool of many nfts and when you're renting nfts you don't have to wait for the other person to to basically agree with you and make like airbnb right and and you can basically directly rent from this pool at a specified price right and one use case of this could be imagine you want to play a game and i don't want to buy a lamborghini nft uh, nor do I want to rent just one. I want to try out this game. So just like the eSports vault example, I have a pool of so many NFTs and I can pay a subscription fee. And for the next 48 hours, I can pick and choose any item in here and play it and try it out. Right. So that's on the user end. On the owner, asset owners, other side, well, what you're doing is essentially letting Borrow your NFTs so in a way you're staking your NFT. So it can be come part of this pool. And in that case, uh, we will basically have in the future yield opportunities, right? Just like how you can stake your crypto right now. some of these DeFi platforms are gonna play you pay you yield. So we have stuff that will be called NFT yield farming. If this pool has high demand, then hey, we want more assets, more game items from this game. So please let us borrow it. We'll pay you X percent yield. And then on the other hand, you can have these things. So in that case, uh Nobody, uh, the supply and demand market really sets the price, just like Ave, just like these guys. You don't, we won't have to do peer to peer, right? That's the future. So peer to peer right now, peer to pool later. The same thing will go for financing or mortgages. So imagine in a future, uh, whether it's you or a bank, can basically create a liquidity pool. You're going to create this pool of a lot of money. Say, I'm going to put a lot of ether, Ethereum. And this Ethereum, this money can only be used to buy land in Sandbox, right next to where Snoop, Snoop Dogg lives, right? So, hey, the market value is higher there. So I want to only underwrite those kind of loans. So- Are there noise yeah, complaints in the metaverse? <laughs> well, there may be, you know, uh, hopefully <laughs> if there is, then that means the value of the land is going to be worth a lot more, right? <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I mean, that becomes a mortgage product, people can borrow that money, and then they go use it to fund their NFT purchase, in this case, land. And um, yeah, so that's the same thing that will happen in the future where it comes peer, peer to peer to peer to pool, right? And then the second question you're mentioning is, what's the utility of the token, the VERA token? Well, um, that's an excellent question, right? So in the V1 version, first version, the utility is much more simple. Right, it'll be basically any fees collected in any of these transactions, whether it's rental or financing. Right, uh, people who are part of the, the people that are part of Vera Dow and be part of DAO, you basically be, will be staking your tokens to be part of DAO. Uh, we'll basically get a rev share. Right or dividends, whatever a network makes, as a bank kind of, in a sense, it's shared back to whoever is part of the DAO, which you can be if you hold bear tokens and stake it. Um, so that's one. Um, how we're planning to scale that is actually initially um, we we our transactions are actually free. We're not charging any fees whatsoever. We're kind of like a Stripe for NFTs. So any apps building marketplaces on top of our protocol, whether it's a metaverse rental, Airbnb, it's a board ape Airbnb, it's a financing marketplace, whatever it is, right? The, uh, if they charge fees to make money, we're basically going to get a cut of that and who's part of the Dow basically can get paid. Then second is use case is basically, um, more for the later version of Vera, so when V2 launches where it's a lot more complex and you have peer to bundle or peer to pull and all these features, uh, the token will play more of a governance role, just exactly like Aave, right? So if you're a part of DAO and you have token, you can vote on improvement protocols. You can, for example, be part of deciding which asset or asset class or collection can be serviced with vera right so you know or there might be an asset that becomes bad maybe it's fraudulent or maybe there's something illegal about it and the dow can vote to delist the asset from a protocol so this community governance of this protocol on what assets what NFT should be on or not be on mm-hmm. the long long term of e2 and then um, we're actually going to be building institutionally compliant versions where we can actually have banks put their money what to basically traditional financial or banks or Web2 put their money in Web3 through Vera, and these financial or mortgage products that are created. We can make sure that those products are also governed by token holders as well. It's basically what Aave is doing with something like called the Arc Marketplace for institutions. Mm-hmm so that's kind of our vision it's proven to work with several projects but we're doing we're the first to do it with nfts and that's what's exciting because i think nft is where it's at and i feel that nfts the market opportunities is so much bigger than crypto mm. because it actually relates to assets that have existing value and understanding in the real world
0: what are some of the I mean, I, I hear a lot. I mean, there's a lot of hate for NFTs, right? You know, from from outsiders, there's there's NFT bears. Um, I don't really know what their main ammunition for their for their bearish theses are um, other than like, you know, it's built on, you know, proof of work blockchains that are, you know, ah, like, what I, is I, it?
2: Yeah, Well, let me explain this hate. I'm very familiar with that cuz I've been in this space for quite a while and some of these bears you call are actually my friends. I know I know exactly, you know, uh where they're coming from, right? So, you got to understand this hate comes on a couple levels, right? First is misunderstanding and just seeing crazy valuations for JPEGs, you people understand thinking it's just another tulip bad, right? The second is you know, you got to understand for the first time in history, you know, the the way we know life or how life works is being totally challenged and disrupted, right? I mean, back in that day, Wolf on Wall Street, right? You gotta be in a stock market and maybe you retire by 40, right? And then you look a certain way. Well, apparently crypto makes a lot of people retire by 30. But for some reason, people with JPEG Kings are retiring by 1920 now that we see it. And people just can't fathom that that big shift, right, in wealth. So, you know, there's also that factor. So you're gonna, when you have fast wealth in certain people, you're gonna have fast haters, right? You're gonna have haters too. And then lastly, I would say the the main reason is they don't understand this as a technology. They just see what's happening right now. And a lot of them, when they talk to me. They get so much more bullish, right? I mean, there are influencers right now that never even went to college. They may not have done all these things in in society, and yet they're like multimillionaires with JPEG. So people understand that. But this is exactly what happened when when Crypto and ICOs happened in 2017, the last bull run. There's all these people I made money. And then, of course, when the market crashed, a lot of people lost money as well, right? Including many of us, right? I remember my portfolio was like 89% underwater. I was just holding it, right? I don't want to look at it, but right. So the same thing will likely happen. We don't know when, but it will happen. But all of this is the part of the process for a technology to mature, Right? What happened after a crypto crash? Then it became the rise of DeFi, right? It took five years for that to happen. Think about it five years. And now DeFi is such a big thing where even banks are scared about it but it's such an essential infrastructure right it allows people to do mining of coins which is the infrastructure of all blockchains without with having ability to generate liquidity with their earnings and they don't have to worry as much as like on their off-ramp to fiat right Uh, it allows many apps to have Proper uh, um, efficiencies and how money is being circulated, and it's a lot easier to have DAOs now and dapps be more self-sustainable. So all of these things are not possible three, four, five years ago if it weren't for these innovations, right? So I would see in NFTs the same things going to happen. And what my message is for these people is, look, it's okay to not understand technology. And yes, there will be a lot of people making it lucky, but there's also a lot of people that will get hurt. Just don't be one of them. But aside from what exactly is hot and being used as NFTs, try to understand the potential of this. Right. Because NFT is not an asset. NFT is not a JPEG. It could be anything. It could be, as you mentioned, a deed of a house, a car. It could be a bond, a treasury note. It could be a financial instrument. And what I'm even more bullish on is financial positions. So imagine your stake in, say, Curve, or your stake in financial LP position in Uniswap. That itself is an NFT. And imagine you can go ahead and lend it out to different third-party platforms without needing to unstake and pay the massive gas fees, right? right things i imagine your insurance policy you can rent it out to people like that's the future you have efficiency on how things and assets are being transacted whereas you you saw bitcoin allows money to be transferred with efficiency and no friction nfts will allow things and objects and assets to be transferred with the same exact amount
1: of efficiency. That's the future. I've never been more bullish on NFTs until listening to you talk. So like many of our listeners listening right now, what's some word of advice you can give to the folks that wanna go get their very first NFT? Where do they get started? What should they look for? What are some red flags to avoid? Mm-hmm. Well, in my opinion, whether or not you get your first NFT,
2: it's not nece- it's not as important as being educated about it. Right. And I think, um, to be frank, there's really not that many great educational tools out there right now. When it comes to NFTs, there's definitely no shortage of shillers and promoters of like a million other uh, art projects and avatar projects on every social media, TikTok and Instagram. Mm -hmm, Right. And telling you which one should you flip next, just like it was 2017 all over again. Hey, which ICO should I put money in? But what I'll say is, you know, myself, Folks like you guys and your show, we're passionate about educating the community, right? With no bullshit and strings attached, and uh, we we could care less. We can get any uh, get get paid for this because we think we truly believe this technology is the future. So I would say tune into a show like this. Right, there's a lot of good podcasts out there you know, uh, search YouTube a little bit. I don't know if there's some major content out there and if there's not, you know, one thing I haven't really told anyone, is myself. I will be working on with some partners soon and some collabs, and I'm going to be filming a lot of, uh, educational content about everything you want to know about the technology NFTs and what it means wow. to everyday people in 120 seconds or less. Right. I want to wow. make it, I don't want a five minute, 10 minute, one hour lecture. I want it to be like one minute, two minute, boom, I get it. And I will use analogies. How do you have this elevator pitch to educate people? Why am I doing this? And we're happy to collab on this too, is because I have to do it every freaking day. What's Vera? What's this? What's this? Everyone asks about it and I need to explain it. And I think I've been explaining and pitching so much where I fine tune how to properly explain it, where people can understand it like that love to share that channel and content with you once we have it up and going so i will say these are good first places to get started and then if you really want to understand what nfts are available there are a lot of uh uh, marketplaces out there like OpenSea and uh, looks rare where you can like dabble and buy nfts but i want you to truly understand that's only what's available today and the what nfts the potential of it that's not representative of it for what it will be one, two, three, five years from now. Right. So I would say, go in there, take a snapshot, see all these funny JPEGs and things you can buy. Look at why this one's crazy or not. Maybe this one has a much bigger community. Right. Um, you can kind of look at it, but don't be closed minded thinking this is what JPEGs or NFT is all about. Cause it isn't, it's just the beginning, right? That's like saying, you know crypto is just about sending coins to each other like money no crypto is so much more now now defi entered the picture you know banks are creating their own stable coins you know there you know there's discussions of censorship you know like the war and things going on how like what should be censorship like crypto has created so many innovations In all sectors of humanity, um, if people actually sat down, think about it, it's immense, right? It has even got people to think about how they should go to the moon in order, literally, physically, in order to farm solar power because of environmental concerns with like Bitcoin mining, right? So it created all these discussions, right? NFT is the ultimate intersection of culture and finance and technology and art and technology all these things together so you go to i would recommend go to meetups go to the next nft event have discussions with people like i did in tell team when i started in crypto you'll meet people all over the world it's like a melting pot of burning man with art basil with black suits and like just everyone with intellectuals like it is the nft is feeling the next cultural renaissance man i'm just telling you like You don't see this stuff anywhere. And I'm in in New York right now, right? You see Empire State Buildings right here. So I'm like, you know, I have a meeting coming up right after this. I'm meeting up with uh, uh, an ETH Denver, which I was just at, you know, Jay-Z, you know, the mogul. He has a team (laughs) that actually uh, came out to ETH Denver to understand NFTs. And we actually met. And now I'm actually one reason I'm here in New York is I'm going to meet up with his team after this. They want to get NFTs. Wow. Why is it because they want to be like Snoop these guys and start making millions? Actually, no. And and uh, I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about this, but he actually wants to leverage NFTs for charity to do social reform. Right. That's powerful. Imagine a future. You have a DAO where there's money being generated. And, and then the question we ask is what does NFTs and all this DAOs have to do with that single mom that just got out of jail and need to put their life together? Well, what does, well, I don't care about an ape, but how does that have to deal with them? Imagine you have a scholarship program. It could be for social reform. It could be for entrepreneurship, like you won this pitch competition. And instead of giving you a grant or a donation, imagine I can rent to you one share of this DAO, an NFT that generates yields. It's a new form of scholarship that basically teaches you the value of asset ownership. And if you gamify it and you basically do what you need to do, you're getting your life together or you're growing your business, guess what? I'm going to airdrop you another NFT. I'm going to increase your yields. and after that duration of the scholarship, that NFT gets returned back to the foundation. Like, these are new ways to talk about changing the world, right? Social entrepreneurship. This is why I'm so truly excited and humbled by what this technology is, is can potentially do. And I look forward to be on this adventure with you guys for our next who knows how long, right? Work hard, play hard, make money, learn new things impact people change the world that's what we're all about with nfts
0: amen amen dennis and that's just that's a great way to kind of close things wrap things up um you know we love when people bring such passion and enthusiasm to to this space right you know sometimes we get folks that are pure technologists and just in it for the tech and, and don't really have as much passion shine through some people are here clearly just for for the money and for the opportunity but you know
2: it's always refreshing having a guest on like you um just very clear very clear passion my pleasure those. and i look forward to do more shows with you guys If you guys are open too
0: oh yeah absolutely we're we're, we're definitely going to have you back on and um you know we'll, we'll back channel about uh collabing on some short form content i think that could be good especially for you crypto one-on-one
2: listeners and everyone absolutely well thank you so much gentlemen and uh, it's been a pleasure being here and i look forward to work closely with you and your community cheers